there's a million excuses out there. Um, but in the end, it's up to you. You have to decide to make yourself better in life. Welcome back to the Sign of Good Health podcast. Today I've actually got my brother with me, Jacob Sina, and he wanted us to do a show about New Year's resolutions. So, Jacob, do you want to introduce yourself? So, I'm Jacob, I'm his brother, and you may be thinking, it's February. <laughs> Why am I asking you about New Year's resolutions? Because now is the time when I think most people give up on their New Year's resolutions. So, Personally, I have a small bone to pick with New Year's resolutions. And that is that it's a hope and not a reality. That most people have, if you look at what most common New Year's resolutions are, people know what they need to do to help themselves, but they don't follow through to actually do it. So you got things like exercise more. You got things like lose more weight. You got things like diet. You got things like clean up your house or start a new home improvement project. Save money, learn a new skill. Save money, learn a new skill, get closer with family, go on an adventure, get a better job, make more money, stuff like that. Um, so I think all of those are stop doing drugs and alcohol or limit, um, you know, reduce your amount. All those things are noble things and really good to pursue. So I don't think. I don't think the problem is that people don't know what to do. It's that people aren't doing what they know they need to do. Mm -hmm. um, a second problem I have with New Year's resolutions, and it's not with New Year's resolutions in general, it's that why wait for an arbitrary time around the earth to start improving your life? Um, I'm an engineer, so I believe in continuous improvement. And that means not waiting until January of next year, if it's February or if it's June, um, today. Start doing something that you know will, will improve your life in some aspect. Um, yeah, CPG Gray put out a video, I think it was last year in January, that was really interesting, and he talked about for instead of New Year's resolutions, he has like, he figures out like a theme for the year. So um, it could be like, uh, be more spontaneous in his video example. So he, throughout the year, looks for opportunities to be more spontaneous, whether like, if a friends invite him like, hey, let's go skydiving. It's like, well, this is my year to be spontaneous. It's like, let's go do that. So mm -hmm. if, you're, if your uh, goals are something like losing weight or, uh, financial it's like you want to look for opportunities to be fit or frugal and um, but I think what you're hoping to get at is like um, like we're both fans of like Jocko Wilnick and Jordan Peterson and those guys um, and one of their core messages is like willpower doesn't work and you need discipline right right you need to make the decision in your mind um, to make your goals come true to reach your goals and it's not I'm not gonna be an Olympic athlete you know tomorrow I need to take baby steps of wherever you're at in whatever you want to improve and take that ego that is the hardest thing is ego check your ego you're not perfect no one is you're not gonna have all the answers you're not gonna be you know 
the best ever um, at anything until you bust your butt and work day in day out um, to try to accomplish your goals, whatever they are. Mm -hmm. So what do you think it is that causes people to fail instead of thrive? Like they have all, they, they're, I like to call it the land of good intentions, but. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think, I think the real answer is life. Um, whether COVID hits, whether someone in your family passes away, whether whatever excuses you have, um, life is going to throw at you challenges. Um, and a lot of people use those challenges, which are going to happen as excuses, and then give up on their previous goals. Mm -hmm. um, I, I don't know if that really answers your question. And it, I yeah. mean, you can't. You can't stop life from moving on. Um, yeah. Life is going to throw at you challenges and stuff. Um, you're going to be challenged every single day, and you got to take that challenge and learn learn your limits. Learn how far you can push your stuff and still get up, still keep going. Yeah, like uh, Mark Manson talks about, like, you people are wired to kind of run away from pain and that just creates homeostasis where, you know, nothing's going to change. Um, a dietitian and chiropractor friend of mine, Jeff Sandquist, he said, like, when I was talking to him about clients that were, I was helping them get stronger, but we weren't seeing any weight loss success. And he talked about how the pain of change needs to be less than the pain of staying the same for them to actually, like, um, right. make progress. So it's interesting to me that, like, in, in the fitness world, and I'm assuming other areas, but it's really common to hear stories about people hitting, hitting some kind of rock bottom point before they can actually start to, like, make serious progress. Yeah, it's interesting how that works. I'll just um, put about this idea that humans are anti-fragile. So just to explain the idea, glass is fragile. You dock a glass off the counter, it breaks. It's fragile. Piece of plastic, you know, like a plastic cup or sippy cup, you knock that over, it's fine. No big deal. Humans are anti-fragile, is the argument. So, you put yourself through hardship. You go run a mile, you go do a bunch of push-ups, you put yourself under stress, and you become stronger because of it. Um, and I think, like you're saying, uh, it, it, you have to be okay with that pain, and um, you have to learn to be to be comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, and you know what I've noticed in my life is that um, I push myself, and then I notice, you know, you take a second. You know, okay, that's after an hour workout and you still have one more set left or whatever, whatever. You pause for a moment and think back, okay, well, I've already done way more in this workout than I did last week. And way more than I did the week before. And you just keep comparing yourself to where you were before and see that gradual improvement um, in yourself. And use that as motivation to see... Yes, this sucks, um, but 
I know it's going to be easier and better for me for later. Yeah, and that's a really good point too. Like, uh, you, you want to make sure, and William Sturgeon actually talked about this in a previous podcast about your your program. I mean, it depends on whatever your goal is, but focusing on fitness, you need to have a way to measure if your program is working for whatever goal you're trying to accomplish. Mm -hmm. So if you're trying to get stronger at the bench press, is your program setting you up to do that? Like, if you're trying to lose weight, is the scale moving? Like. You can, and you know, sometimes numbers are deceiving and people get hung up on chasing numbers, but you can just look in the mirror and see, like, and taking pictures so you're not just, because you may not notice, like, week to week or even month to month progress, but you can, at least in your own brain, but if you take those pictures, then you can be like, okay, well, looking at, you know, June last year to now, hey, I actually, like, don't have the this, this, or whatever. Mm -hmm. so. Well, I think that gets into a more important point of proper goal setting. Mm -hmm. You want to set goals that are measurable. Um, so, okay, I want to do 10 pull-ups, or I want to do 20 push-ups, or whatever it is, you know, or I want to lose 20 pounds. Um, having measurable goals helps you understand the path that you need to take to accomplish them. Um, and then when you're done, to start a new path on your journey. Yeah, um, like that's another thing is like with a lot of these goals, like and it applies to fitness, money, whatever. It's like there's not this end point necessarily where you like you've made it. Like okay, I've got sixty bajillion dollars in the bank, I'm good. Mm -hmm. It's like you know you need to not go blow it all on you know hookers. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so um, and that applies to fitness like. Now, what's interesting with fitness, and uh, again, it goes to everything else too, like, you can get in shape once and just maintain it with significantly less effort than it took to get there. Mm -hmm. So, obviously it's advantageous if you can do that early in life and kind of have those habits set up for you. Um, like, I got into fitness when I was like 15, 16, 17, and that's like 10, 12 years later and I'm still... It's, it's without, life is still throwing whatever at me, but I've still kept that as a really important thing. Yeah, that's true, but I think the point is that it, it may feel easier for you because of the path you've taken, but still, um, it doesn't mean the path is, is uh, harder. Or, or what I mean to say is like, it may feel easy to maintain your level of where you're at um, because of where you've been. But uh, that doesn't mean that, uh, that you can't improve and that you can't still get better and that you can't still turn your attention to something else in your life that you want to improve. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think it was, I don't know, like Ludwig Sundstrom and Victor Pride have talked about, like, um, they, they put that really hard focus on one aspect. Uh, so it could be like, if we're talking to fitness, like getting in really good shape and then kind of putting that on like a, a cruise control setting, like, and then focusing really hard on like building up a business or, or socializing or, or learning guitar or whatever. Um, so, so that could be like, like, that's a, that's a good thing to keep in mind, too, is, like, let's just take your... We listed out all the New Year's resolutions of, like, 
lose weight, save money, socialize, learn something. If you're trying to chase all of those at the same time, you're going to get very little progress. Like a, a phrase I, I heard is like, you can't ride two horses with one butt. <laughs> so, um, and then it also brings up like, like you were saying, like, uh, this is from Mike Cernovich, since we're just quoting everybody we read. Uh, he has a podcast with the title, It Never Gets Easier, But It Does Get Better. So, like, financially, it's like, and I mean, you talked about, I think it was Dave Ramsey or something, it's like, you know, level one is put a get a thousand dollars into a savings account, and then, you know, higher level money decisions are, they're still going to have money problems, but it's just higher level ones. Yeah. Like, yeah, just because you accomplish your goals doesn't mean you can't, that doesn't mean you stop, and that doesn't mean you revert to where you were. You want to continuously improve yourself. Mm -hmm. So one thing that I found interesting is, um, you know, so we talked about how life gets in the way, but uh, one thing that's interesting is just the concept of, like, how do you get people to do the things that they don't want to do? And, like, I don't remember who said it, but somebody said something along the lines of like it's basically all about incentives um, so you can either figure that out for yourself like for example when I was trying to get myself to get back into doing cardio regularly I had an audio book that I would only listen to when I was on the exercise bike mm -hmm. and like the first I, I think it was like the first two weeks or so it was like my workout leading up to the cardio my brain was fighting me so hard to not get on the bike any stupid little excuse mm -hmm. and then like when I'm on the bike it's the same thing it's like okay I've been going for 15 minutes and it's like no I'm doing the whole workout on the bike mm -hmm. and it was like I think Wednesday on the third week that I actually I noticed my brain wasn't fighting me as much and then later I gradually actually started looking forward to it like that was the part of the workout I was looking forward to because I was kind of over that hump Mm -hmm. So the other interesting thing is, so there's incentives, um, but there's also like these websites where you set up the bets where it's like, you know, if if I don't go to the gym three days a week, then a thousand dollars goes to a charity I hate, and it's, mm -hmm. you set up someone to be that person to pull the trigger if you fail at the goal, so it's like, it's that, that uh, loss aversion, like punishment incentive that works really well, mm -hmm. it's, so it's just really interesting. Yeah, I think that's two things, like accountability and incentives. Mm -hmm. um, I think for incentives, you got to pick good incentives. You can't, if you're trying to lose weight, your incentive can't be donuts or, you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, you, I mean, really what you have to do is find a system that works for you. Mm -hmm. um, I would encourage... Uh, making a decision in your brain. Well, I think what motivates people is different from person to person. I think I am a very self-motivated person, which is not true for everyone. Mm -hmm. um, but all that said, what works for me is, is that picture of where, I've, where I was and where I am now. Looking back on... Um, you know, how far I've come and and just remembering, enjoying the part of the journey and not being too fed, too too focused on the, the, the destination. Um, 
what I mean to say is that, like, you know, uh, the, the, the incentive is the journey itself. The incentive of, okay, I am going to improve myself and enjoy the process of learning a new skill, learning, losing weight, getting more, doing, uh, doing more pull-ups, whatever, whatever. Um, that's what I found works well for me. That's not true for everyone. If you want to do this casino or if you want, to, not casino, but like donating, like it's, uh, if you lose, you lose something or, you know, whatever works for you. You got to find a motivation structure that works for you. Mine that works for me is liking the journey and that's what I would encourage other people to do because it works for me. Yeah, well, and I, you know, growing up really enjoying action movies, like I, I just, for some reason, my brain got hooked on the idea of training montages, <laughs> and uh, you know, like Rocky and all that. Like, mm -hmm. and it's, and I honestly like with martial arts. Uh, stereotypically, you would think guys do it because it's like, oh, I love to fight, man. And it's like I honestly enjoy the training process. Like, mm -hmm. I don't care as much about the competition. Right. So. Um, yeah, it's like. And learning to enjoy that journey that you're on mm -hmm. of acquiring new skills, getting better, and whatever, whatever. Yeah, and I know like uh, Nerd Fitness kind of, I, I, I'm assuming they popularized the concept of like gamifying mm -hmm. fitness. Um, or, well, his whole book is Level Up Your Life, so um, it's like he sets up different quests for himself. For people that know video games, you do quests and level up and so if you do something like major like like go get married that could be a major quest uh you know finding a new job might be a minor quest could be a major quest you know i don't know but he that whole he goes through all that um well, but, even then with like real video games like pokemon go <laughs> like it's a video game but it got a lot of people outside walking around you know, I think it's had a little bit of resurgence with COVID, people being locked into their house and, you know, working from home and, oh, yeah, I'll open that app that I haven't touched since 2016. And, um, you know, whatever motivates you to go get some exercise, go take care of yourself, um, as long as you do it a happy, healthy way, I'm all for it. Yeah, that's a good point. And something that I have found with my personal training background is, uh, I find it's helpful for people to have a purpose behind the training, and that could be uh, like you do a sport or a hobby, like you know I, I do working out so I can get better at tennis, hockey, uh, rock climbing, uh, whatever. Like something besides just lifting weights for the sake of lifting weights, um, and that's also good because it'll give you a variety of ways to get activity so you're not just, you know, running and lifting weights and that's it. I mean, mm -hmm. running is nothing wrong with the running. Uh, it could be biking, could be sports, could be whatever. Like I think a lot of people, I mean, there's obviously exceptions to every, almost every rule, but like most people can't just lift weights and see, oh, I'm lifting 100 pounds and I was lifting 95 yesterday or whatever. Like. That's a lot less motivating than being able to shoot a three-pointer and make every time or, or, you know, being 
seeing the results on the football field or the hockey field, whatever, is much more tangible uh, for most people than a number that you could lift or a distance that you can run. So do you think it's more of a subset of guys that get obsessed with numbers? Uh, I think it depends on the person. Um, I definitely think that there are power lifters and bodybuilders and whatever, whatever, that like, oh, I need to lift this much weight and more power to you. If that's your exercise and you love just lifting weights, great, awesome. That's not me. Um, I like sports. I'll do whatever sports, skiing, snowboarding, um, it's the the game, or you know, is much more entertaining than a than a emotion, if that makes sense. Um, uh, than just pure lifting weights is less motivating, or less exciting, less fun. Okay. To and, me. Yeah, and that's to you. Um, if if you've been around gym culture at all, like there's a f fair number of guys that like live and breathe and die by their, <laughs> their numbers, yeah. but, you know, that's neither here nor there. Well, and I think that's the same thing. It's like, okay, I weigh 200 pounds. Okay, I mean, as long as I'm within a healthy range, it's fine. I mean, I don't need to be, I need to be 160 pounds or else I'm going to die. You know, that's not, I may die if I'm that small, but um, the point is, like, the point I'm trying to make is that there's healthy ranges. And if you're over it, you know, you can, it's not good. And if you're under it, it's not good. But you don't have to get an exact, you don't have to lift a million pounds. You don't have to be an exact weight. You don't have to run a, ma a marathon, you know. Um, there are ranges that are still, that I'm fine being in, um, as long as you're health, happy and healthy. It's, and still improving yourself in whatever way you want. Like, you don't have to improve Okay, this guy over here likes likes this, and he really is good at this. I don't have to be good at that. I can be good at something else. So. Yeah, that's a good point too. Like, um, I, I, and I know I don't think either one of us spend a lot of time on social media, but I think there's a a, a fair amount of people that follow like fitness influencers, and that could be people doing crazy kind of exercises it could be people that are just so ripped or hot or whatever um and it's it's interesting because you got to think about like you know you got to be the best you you can't be the best you know joe famous guy or whatever you know um like and i, I talked about this in my podcast with jake uh, about like he, he we were talking about parkour where there are techniques, um, like certain moves, but you need to find the best way to do that for you. Like your body type mm -hmm. may not line up with doing um, whatever. Like Jacob is six seven, so his limbs proportionally it's it's harder for him to lift heavy stuff. But you know he's got to move the weight that much further down in a squat or whatever. So mm -hmm. so. You know, he's not going to be setting any world records for weightlifting, but, I mean, he, he doesn't care. <laughs> so, but he, like you said, he cares about performance. So it's, um, so I, I guess that goes back to the, the setting smart goals, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's all about setting goals and understanding where you are in the journey. 
you know, I'm not LeBron James. I'm not an elite athlete, and I probably will never be. Um, but I, you know, that's not crush. I'm not gonna die because I'm not in the NBA or not mm -hmm. professional athlete. You know, I still. And that doesn't mean I give up either. That doesn't mean oh, I'm not gonna be in the NBA. I go home and cry. No, I mean that still means I can, I can do things, and I can, um, you know, still get after it and improve and get better and. And I like that you use the phrase get after it because I think one thing that people can run into is they try to come up with like the perfect workout plan or they spend all their time setting goals but then it's like when do you stop planning and when do you start doing? Mm -hmm. So do you have any thoughts about you know calling it a good enough plan and getting into action? I think anytime well I think for your exercise specifically, you should schedule it, um, or anytime you don't want to go, just go. Um, no excuses. All the weather outside is frightful. Oh, it's COVID. Oh, my butt itches. Whatever the excuse, it's always lame. You know, you're going to have off days. and. You can't stop that, but it doesn't mean you're stronger than you think. You're stronger than you think in more ways than one. All you got to do is put one foot in front of the other and just keep going. Um, I think a lot of people, like we were talking about earlier, are, are not comfortable being uncomfortable. Um, you know, maybe you're still sore from the last workout, or you're hungry because you're trying to lose weight, or or you're struggling with all the job job application rejections because no one's hiring because of COVID. You know, you're, life is going to throw some curveballs at you, and some, some of them are going to suck. Um, but that doesn't mean you should stop trying. Right. So, yeah, when you say, and I agree with you that, you know, for... A lot people are a lot stronger and tougher and whatever than you th you think. Um, do you have thoughts about like balancing pushing yourself with like self compassion? Yeah, I think I think I would say instead of self compassion, I think there's two ends of the spectrum. There's ego, and then there's um, self consciousness, where and I think people are usually on either end of the spectrum, or they have a huge ego um, where they think they're all that, and they think they're the man in the gym, and oh, everybody's looking at me, and I'm going to go lift and go look at me, or whatever. Oh, I'm the boss. I know what's going on. I know all, I've got all the answers. You listen to me, you're dumb, you don't know what you're talking about. Or there's the people who are too far down on themselves. That they never think that their opinion matters, that they're always down, that no one cares. Um, and I think both of those are bad. Um, I think there's absolutely a balance um, where you need to listen to other people who care about you. Um, you know, listen to people who want the best for you. Um, People online with Facebook and, and, and Twitter and all that, and Instagram, and 
you'll get lots of comments. Um, lots of the comments and um, lots of likes and dislikes or lack thereof. And I think a lot of people read into those informations way too much. Um, and I think that's the way it's designed as a dopamine device and they keep getting clicks and keep getting advertiser money. But like, most people when when they say they like it or you know they're just hitting a button they're not thinking more about it they're they may say oh you look so cute but I mean yeah it may be true but like it's way different in person and you gotta be careful online um, because people are often keyboard warriors or they hide behind the screen and their compliments aren't real and they always they, they either are almost always over or under complimenting or you know talking to you and you have to find people in your life that you can give honest and you can give and get honest feedback from um, which is important for your goals to know um, if you're actually making progress um, you can get in your own mind and think you're not doing anything and you're not making anywhere whereas people in your life that actually support you and love you will will help you uh, go in the right direction that you need to. Talking about like if you're trying to give up like alcohol or drugs or something or video games or whatever like um, it, it talks about like you need to replace a bad habit with something else mm -hmm. because you're gonna have that idle time Right. Uh, was there a question there? <laughs> well, I don't know, your thoughts on that. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think um, a guilty pleasure of mine, or my vice, is, is video games. I've played m more than my fair share of video games. I'm not, not good um, to the point where I could actually make money off of it, so... Mm -hmm. That's why I justify it as a vice and not a virtue, which it can be. You can make money, but um, in most people's situations, as most people's doing any hobby activity, you're not going to make money on it. So, anyways, um, for for uh, for video games, for me personally, I do think um, finding a replacement um, of of exercise or spending time with friends in person rather than online, which is hard now with COVID. Mm -hmm. um, but I do think that that finding some other useful way to spend your time is is the way to go. For that example, you know, if you stopped drinking so much, you know, for that, you know, then you save hours at the bar and then you save money and you also don't have a hangover and you have like extra time that you need to figure out what you're going to do with. Do you want to start a new home home renovation project? Do you want to spend more time with your family? Do you want to go go take your kids out or go on an adventure with them? Go on nature? Do you want to... Whatever the, the thing is, I do think that, that finding something is good. Um, what that is I think is dependent on the person um, and what their goals and what they actually want to improve in their life is. Um. So that 
you bring up an interesting point um, when, let's just say, let's take this hypothetical, you've got a person at a bar, mm -hmm. um, so problem that I can see them running into is that when they, let's say they don't want to drink alcohol anymore, so they stop going to the bar, mm -hmm. what happens when their buddies try to invite them to the bar, mm -hmm. it's like, hey man, you know, you should come out to the bar, that's what we've been doing every day for the last, you know, 10 years. Mm -hmm. um, so there could be a situation where you need to make new friends because mm -hmm. uh, commonly, like, I don't think people, and I think when people try something new and get, like, sucked into it, they kind of, is, I don't know how to pronounce it, proselytize and try to, like, this is the best thing ever, mm -hmm. this is great, and they try to spread it and then nothing happens because mm -hmm. it, it the other people aren't at that point to be ready to kind of receive that mm -hmm. and it might just be not what they're looking for so um, you talked earlier about finding people that can give you that honest feedback but I also I don't know if you said it or not but also just finding those people that will kind of support you and live the same kind of values as those goals you're trying to to go for I think one of Jordan Peterson's rules is make friends with people who want the best for you um, which I think is, 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 you know, what people really need to do. Um, I think a lot of, oh, I have a thousand friends on Facebook. Yeah, okay, that's just a number. How many friends do you have in real life? How many people would come if you're spun out in the ditch? How many would come uh, drive you? Uh, you know, get How many you, people would help you move? <laughs> how many people would help you move? How many people would make you food if you have surgery? You know. You want to make friends with people that actually want the best for you. Um, and, that, and there's more than one way to be, you know, be helpful, honest feedback, just being an ear for people to talk to, you know. There's a lot of ways to be a good friend, but I think finding those people is, is really important to have in your life. Mm -hmm. So, um... You can talk if if you're comfortable talking about it. So your girlfriend and you both you cook a lot together, mm -hmm. and you also do like physical activity stuff. Mm -hmm. So you want to talk about how that has affected you and your goals and stuff, like being more active and eating healthier and whatever. Yeah, she keeps me accountable. Uh, like we were talking about a bit earlier with incentives and accountability, um, and not that she's like. Oh, you're eating a cookie, you're not supposed to eat a cookie. It's, 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 it's like having another person around that cares about you. Just the fact that they're around you and you want the best for her, for them, and they want the best for you. And just knowing that is enough to motivate you to do the dishes, to pick up your dirty laundry, to whatever, whatever, at least for me, just that extra knowledge of someone else around that may or may not notice, but you do the best to provide them, you know, you do the best to serve for them, and they will do the best to serve for you, and it'll just be a great relationship if you can do a bunch of things that they know, or that you know that they will love you for. Um, I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, like, and uh, that's a good point too about it's just the having that 
wanting to be a better partner for your partner yeah. and, and also that serving attitude instead of like always trying to take like it's if both parties are trying to give then that's a, a, right. I think a the days of I think the days of the the man being the the man in the relationship where the wife cooks, the wife cleans, the wife picks up the dirty laundry are over. Um, I think it's a 50-50 relationship and you need to be there for each other. Yeah. Well, and uh, another writer that I like, Judgy Bitch, um, she talks about uh, it's not necessarily going to be 50-50 like he does the dishes this week, I do the dishes next week. It's more just finding a balance that you're both happy with and it may not necessarily be equal but you just kind of fill different parts. See, the key is you want both parties to feel like they're doing 60%. That's a good That's a good way to put it. So you don't want either party to feel like they're doing 100%, and people often overestimate the <laughs> yep. influence that they're doing. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think that's just because you observe and you know what you're doing, whereas mm -hmm. you don't know if they're vacuuming when you're gone or whatever, whatever. So... Um, yeah. It was interesting that one time uh, my wife noticed that I had vacuumed when I was gone, when she was gone, and it was just interesting that, like, I had done it like multiple many days before, but she must have noticed something in like the tread of the carpet or whatever, mm -hmm. and it was just like, hey, and and you're right, it does feel good to get that those bonus points, and mm -hmm. um, and we've definitely over the years had those like instances where one of us feels like we're not being appreciated and it's like it's important to give your partner that that uh kudos right feedback is very helpful yeah in lots of situations yeah well and, um you talked about uh, accountability from your partner and one thing that my wife does for me uh like i, I I'm, I'm similar to jacob with the the video games uh, and for me, it's like, it's, it's a hobby and it's also something for like when I'm stressed. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's also just like, well, and I know for myself, a pattern is when I'm stressed, I want to like shop for video games because I, and I know it's, my brain is looking for that instant dopamine hit of, mm -hmm. I bought something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's just like, you know, I've got x number of games that i already own that i haven't played yet yeah. so and it's like they're new to me i haven't touched them so mm -hmm. so it's just um it's interesting but then she'll also help me with like you know you've been playing you know this game for a long time like maybe you should do something else or you're getting frustrated with this game maybe we should walk away take mm -hmm. a break or whatever so um so that's just interesting and like I've noticed, like, one of my, my New Year's resolutions is just to be more, be consistently working on creative projects like this podcast, um, and it's just interesting that I've found myself being, like, in some, some days, like, too, too, I've got more important things to do than video games, mm -hmm. and that's a good feeling. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly you were talking about finding a replacement. Mm -hmm. Here's a replacement. Yeah. Well, and one thing that I, I worked through with 
um, when I've done some counseling is that uh, so video games on average let's say like a one to ten of how fun and relaxing and whatever and exciting like how how like let's just say I, sp I, I go to work and then I spend the evening playing video games and how how worth it was that mm -hmm. and I would call it like usually around a six mm -hmm. okay so you know you might play some really awesome level there you're like you know your rocket ship and explosions and whatever so but re usually about a six and then I find like when I work on a creative project like if I'm writing a script or shooting a video or talking to somebody for a podcast or whatever, that is like a eight, nine, ten. So it's like, it's just, it's it's more work and it's harder, but it has that much better like dopamine payoff. Mm -hmm. so. so I don't know if you've had any. I guess what are you? What what what? Uh, you recently put on Facebook that you just did like. Your, your first workout, so like, what is your kind of goal or plan with that kind of realm? Well, um, I always, I always liked the outdoors, um, and then I kind of picked up rock climbing in college, um, but then COVID hit, uh, and all the gyms were closed, and mm -hmm. I'm not good enough or have the knowledge enough to go outside and rock climb outside. Also, we live in the Midwest, so it's a little, a little more difficult to find a mountain. Um, so anyways, I joined a rock climbing gym here, um, you know, I, I'll take all the precautions necessary, I, um, I wear a mask at the gym and at work and whatever, and so, I mean, I was just using COVID as an excuse to delay me getting back in shape, mm -hmm. um, I had a recent move, and I had I still visit my girlfriend who's five hours away one way each weekend, most weekends, not this weekend. Um, so I mean, I got a lot of commitments, but everyone has commitments. And mm -hmm. That's you know, make time to make your goals happen is what what I kept telling myself. And, or it's the same. It's the same thing that happens to everyone. I knew what I needed to do. I just was not doing it. And then I said, all right, I've had enough of that and I'm going to go and pursue what I want to pursue. Pursue the goals of what I want. Um, it's kind of like a switch. I didn't hit rock bottom. Yeah. I didn't, you know, it was just like I'm sick of sitting on the couch playing video games or whatever. Yeah, it's interesting because I, I feel like I've operated the same way with stuff where it's like, I just, like like you said, flip a switch and it's like, I'm just going to commit to this. And mm -hmm. I, I remember that happening with working out and I remember that happening with me getting into martial arts as a, I was technically a teenager, but more older adult, like not just a, like a, mm -hmm. a kid um, when I started doing MMA. Um, and I've found that a few times where it's like when I want to just commit make a really hard push for something like um you know like i whatever i've done a lot, done a lot of stuff um so so one one thing that jacko talks about is he so he says discipline equals freedom but mm -hmm. it's just interesting that it's like people hate the idea of schedules and routines because it's like constraining but on the other side of that like it makes things automatic like 
you have that appointment and people will show up. Um, so like, I mean... One less excuse that you have. Mm -hmm. um, it stops you from, oh, I'll play one more video game. Oh, I'll have one more drink at the bar. Oh, da 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 You know, it's, all right, it's six o'clock, it's time to work out. No excuses. Um, and that works for some people and it doesn't work for other people. Um, people with busy lives where you have to take the kids to school, which is when they happen with COVID. Um, you know, and you got got to go to work, you got to do this, you got to do that. And that schedule works for some people. And some people, it's, it does not work for them. As, as long as you're accomplishing the goals that you have set for you, I have no problem with it. Um, but I know a schedule works for some people more than the others, especially the more busy people. The more you are busy, the more I think a schedule comes in handy. Yeah. Uh, it sounds like self-awareness is another important factor. So it's like you talked about you need to figure out a way that works for you. So mm -hmm. it's also just having that reflective ability to understand like, okay, I've been intending to work out, you know, like it's February, <laughs> almost March. Um, and how many times have I gone to the gym? Mm -hmm. so, so it's that self-awareness, self-honesty, like... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, the accountability in the end comes down to you. You can blame other people, you can blame COVID, you can blame your parents, you can blame whatever, how are you raised, you can... You, there's a million excuses out there. Um, but in the end, it's up to you. You have to decide to make yourself better in life. No one else can force you to do that. It's a decision that you have to make. Yeah. Like, that seems like a good way to wrap it up, honestly. Works for me. Okay. So, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome. Um, I don't think you have anything you'd want to plug, so... You can... Like the video! <laughs> yeah. Listen to him. <laughs> So, thanks for being on the show. You're welcome.